Wow, wow, wow. Just listen to this episode that's about to come up, and it is very, very lit. Could be the best, the best one yet. Um, it's a little worried. It came about 36 hours ago. Um, posted at a park in West Philly and went in. And right after, I felt a little bit. I feel like it came after a period of just reading a lot of specific things and kind of being in my head. And then getting a random text from let these cars pass. Um, good friend of mine, ex housemate, Charlotte. And, uh, God damn it, the cars are fucking up the. Alright. Um, we got you in the streets. But, uh, it came after a period of solitude and. I was, and after and then after the conversation, I was like, whew, I don't know if I, I was just worried about the sus meter, you know, I don't know if I went in a little too, I mean, I just re-listened to it, the bitterness is definitely palpable in points, but nonetheless, I think we're listening to each other well throughout, uh, there's a flow, yeah, it's just, I, I thought it was, it was also just, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, we're talking about The Argonauts by Maggie Nelson. Mm, published a couple years ago. Plus, uh, How Should a Person Be by uh, Sheila Hetty. Um, and what we're talking about is the nuances and complications of sexuality, sexual desire, sexual procreative impulses. Basically, we go in. We fucking go in. And uh, Shard, damn, damn, kills it. Good shit. Enjoy. Out on the porch, sun being, you know. It's on the back, my rain day. Yeah. I go, hey. It didn't matter before, why would it not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got hella trash, trash cans everywhere. Trash, trash, trash trucks, trash right. trays. Trash day. Nah, but at least we know like we're so casual with it. Like it's better than other podcasts. Like, I was trying to find the Maggie po- Nelson podcast randomly. Yeah. And I just searched Maggie Nelson, and it just came up with like a whole bunch of DIY podcasts. Well, that did it. I started listening to one. But like the problem was they were trying to be super profesh. When you try too hard to be professional, yeah. you're not. It just sounds so bad. At least that's we're not prob- under the illusion probably, that's, that we exactly. are. Exactly. I mean, that's probably people, like a million people, are just like, nah, when they hear this shit. But you know. I do know. Yeah. So, it's funny. You just asked me, like, let's talk about the things that are making me nervous about doing this podcast. Go. Which is hilarious because that's entirely what the book is about. That is very true. It's just about, like, all the different ways that she's, like, trying to find herself and like feels uncomfortable in her own skin and she's afraid of being boring like that's everybody's fear right just being boring or being bored or being bored well okay so yeah i'm going to this party right on saturday yeah for this housewarming yeah and it's now going to be an all-day party and i'm getting more and more anxious about it because (laughs) i legit like i don't know that i really want to be there for an entire day i'm kind of worried about being bored because i yeah. Or if I do drink, what if I like start to feel shitty and then I'm not going to have fun because I feel sick because sometimes alcohol can make me feel sick. Yeah. And so then I'm thinking, just like what you were talking about with Aaron in that last podcast, like yeah. all we do is get lit. 
figure yeah. out how to eat and get lit. Yeah. So what are the ways that I can get lit without actually like <laughs> getting drunk at this party? Yeah. Because I'm terrified of being bored or being yep. boring. I mean, how should a person be? How should a person be, bro? I've been thinking about that a lot also, but my solution is probably not a very effective one because it involves not leaving the domicile. Tell me about that. What does that even mean? Just not going outside. <laughs> domicile is just like the, the home, you know? You Except can't be bored or, if you're just hanging out with yourself. No, but I get... Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I think you get in trouble when you start... I don't know. I don't definitely have the solution because I, I can kind of feel myself going into like a little bit... Like a... Like a bent... Like a type of manic mode where I'm like you know what I mean like I was that's why it was good when you hit me up today and you're just like yo let's go let's go do this shit but I also have felt good in a lot of ways about not about being okay with like I mean it's kind of just need based too once you hit that survival impulse you just have to do what you have to do but I've been kind of felt good about not not wanting not being what you say you feel like you you don't want to uh, seem boring is that why you feel like you gotta gotta go like go to shit you don't want to or something <laughs> or do you know what I mean but then sometimes you're like I'm boring as fuck and I'm I'm like not in I'm not even trying to do this whole thing everyone's doing and before I'd be like I have to do things in order to like show that I'm okay but now I'm just like nah I don't and then it's lit you know yeah. Is that bad? Is, I know, I see, mean, that's what I'm saying. But here's the difference, yeah, right? Shoot. Part of the reason that I wanted to do this podcast is because all of my friends have done one. Okay, so this is the thing <laughs> that you're being forced into. Yeah. This I podcast mean, is I over. want to do it. I want to do it, but I also don't want to do it at the same time. And, I mean, in that way, it's I'm challenging myself. Yeah. I'm saying that's what I this, need to this do is this. why this all started here. was because we were trying to figure out I was I'm, I'm I'm trying to flip it on you be like, "Oh, why are you doing all these fun social activities with other people that you don't want to do?" No, it's the podcast that you don't want to do. Nah, that's real. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, this will get back on track real quick. So, you I see you got Sheila Hedy's how should a person be right here. I sure do. I've been rereading sure it. Oh, lit. Okay, okay, okay. I wasn't, yeah. I was like, I was like going to try to finagle it. So like, I could just like, cause, cause I could like, we could like talk, we're going to talk about what the fuck we want to talk about. But then like, we could also talk a little bit about like the Argonauts, like just, but For we don't, sure. no, 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 but For we don't sure. have to, but I didn't, cause I didn't know where you were at. I didn't know where you were at at all. But, um, and they're, they have actually, and then I started re-listening to some Argonauts stuff and I don't actually know if I want to get in. I, it was like bringing up a lot of weird shit for me. So, like, I mean, this book does, too, honestly. Um, but, um, but this book, How Should a Person Be, is probably the most difficult book to podcast about for really? all those things. You're t- well, just because it's so much about recording, like, people. Like, Margot's, like, not down with getting recorded. She's like, you know, right? Yeah, but I only... So, I'm rereading this book. So, back up to the fact that the Argonauts and this book... Yeah. And I've told you this many times before, but they both changed my book, my life. Okay. Um, this is this is where the podcast. This is what it's about. Go. <laughs> the reason is because I started reading. 
because of you, you moved into our house. You do a timeline, yeah. November, no, it was, it was like, like November, December. You moved into our house, last year. and you just started talking to me. And at the time, you were talking to me about this book you were reading, and I was sort of telling you some some shit about how I wanted to be a doula. Yeah, and that's you right. said, "Yo, I'm reading this book right now about this woman who talks about being pregnant, and she's talking. I just read this part about how she's talking about her shits." Yep. And it's that's when you Maggie handed Nelson me the Argonauts. the Argonauts. Yeah. Yeah. And I so I railed through that one, which yeah. in a lot of ways, so the reason I had that it was so important for me is because I hadn't read a book in like a year and a half at that point. Right. Legitimately had not read a book. Uh, With that monkey on your back of that, like, those yeah. books that like you started and you're like, no, I'm really just not going to do it. And, and I just, my, like, I just felt like I, I couldn't in so many ways. Like I had just been diagnosed with diabetes i like was really depressed i forget that that's I, a like, recent thing because yeah, it's been dude, it, since i lived with you but i didn't realize i mean i, I know that but yeah well yeah and it's just like everything about it like changed the things that i wanted to do and the things that i was interested in the way that i was communicating with people and so i just didn't read a book like end of story and i picked up the argonauts because you were telling me about this woman's like experience of pregnancy and yeah. experience of her body and experience of like you know, shits and whatever. And you read to me that part where she's like talking about the way that her shit is had, like the way that her pregnant belly changes the way that she is able to have a poop yeah. and like how they come out like Christmas tree ornaments. And yeah. All this stuff. I was just thinking, I was thinking that what the metaphor is, I thought it was a large pine cone, but you're right. It was a Christmas, Christmas tree, tree ornament. Christmas tree ornament. Yeah. Similar shape. Uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, like, read that book and then came to you immediately. Like, the day that I finished that book, I remember coming to you and saying, like, I finished this book, give me another one. And you got me Sheila Hetty. It was my birthday at that point. Yeah. So you got me Sheila Hetty for my birthday. And I railed through this one while I was in Puerto Rico. And I remember, like, this one was so important to me just because it's all about, like, sexuality talking it's so easy it's yeah. all about talking about how a person should be it's about this relationship between like her and this other woman and in so many ways like the friendship the relationship is so toxic and so like horrible or at least the way she portrays it she portrays all these people in like such a negative light yeah. although she's trying to portray them in such a positive light yeah. and you end up just hating everybody including her <laughs> yeah that's, uh, how, that's how you felt that's yeah. interesting yeah in a lot of ways yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um what 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 way they're just like kind of self-absorbed or well and they're just they treat each other so like i don't know like i don't want a friend that treats me the way that they treat each other like sheila and margo are just continually like hurting each other or is margo hurting sheila or is it mainly because margo gets mad at sheila because sheila like like remember isn't that the whole thing like she like you cut, you want to come through and like get your story and then you dip and then you dip to yeah New York. so Sheila ends up going to New York without Classic. telling Margot anything <laughs> and in her mind she's doing she's leaving without saying anything because she feels like she's ruined Margot's ability to paint and Margot is like exactly Margot says when she comes back she's like I you can't be my friend you can't be my sometimes friend you have to be my like here all of the time wanting to be a part of this or nothing at all right um so, I don't know. There's there's ways, though, that in other parts, like other sections of the book, you're just like, come on, Margo, like, get on it. Like, be Sheila's friend and really support her and, like, do all these things. And then there's other ways that, that like, I don't know. I guess they're both just people in the world fucking up all of the time. Yeah. So. Do you want, so. I ended up. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I ended up rereading this book. 
started to reread this book because I knew I wanted to do this podcast with you. And Isn't it lit the second time? It's lit the second or time. Or what was, what was your experience? So the, the second time, I was rereading it out loud with my best friend. Interesting. In Austin. So we, like, decided to move to Austin together. To Austin we, like, best. spent all this time together. It was really hard, and we decided to just, like, start reading this book out loud. Yeah. And it was really great. But it also, like, opened up all these doors because there were ways that I could identify. Like at one point, Sheila says, um, I, I was worried that every time I said something to Margot that she, like there wasn't an unconditional love there so that she might just like decide to leave, like right. not want to be my friend anymore, be disgusted about who I was as a person. Right. And there were moments that like that came up for me in my relationship with my right. best friend. Right. Where I was like trying to be this person that she needed and she was trying to be the person that I needed. And who knows? Like, yeah. we don't we don't owe each other anything. At any moment, we could just say, you know what? That thing you said was fucked up. Bye. That's just, that's sometimes how so it it's real. Out. Like, this this book, How Should a Person Be, is real. Yeah, because it, like, it's interesting. It makes a lot of sense Because in, in the end, Margot gets really, really hurt at Sheila because Sheila leaves and goes to New York, right? Yeah. But then there's a point, and we're kind of more in Sheila's head because it's, like, her POV more, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that point when, remember they're, like, doing a bunch of drugs together? There's, like, one little section where they're, like, just doing drugs and, like, going out and just getting lit and, like, wandering down around the city. Like, let's go down this alley. And they're, like, let's go down this alley. They're, like, we just came from that alley. No, I'll just go. I don't care. Let's just go back down this alley. <laughs> they're just, like, lit. And then something, and then they do that for a while. And it's, like, actually helping her grind because, like, she works until a certain point and then gets really lit and then, like, kind of, like, wipes her brain clean and starts over. But then Margo start. Then remember, like Margo's like more and more. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going out. To, I'm not doing that tonight. I don't need it anymore. No, I'm good. I'm painting. Yeah. And then she was kind of like, she's kind of like the panicky one because Margo, because painting is less. Painting is like a, is like a thing you do. It's like a physical thing you do, right? Whereas like for Sheila, it's like she's like she's like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sheila tries to hold on to this, the whole the whole book. She's trying to write this play, and her right. play is stupid. She has the idea of achieving like greatness or something. She right. She's and unhappy with being with like just a regular person, and she she exactly. wants to be a genius, right? Wants, that quote of yeah. of you know, I'm gonna have a boyfriend, <laughs> and and so what if he gets angry with me? If he gets angry with me, he can just dump me, and I'll have more. Time, time to be, be a genius. genius. <laughs> like she's she's obsessed with this idea right. that she has to be a certain thing or like right. achieve a certain thing to be famous or to be a genius, and and that's great. But it takes her a while to like really get over that and just be happy with what she is, right. and to give up on her play and to just like write her book, which ends up being her play. Yeah. The only reason she writes her book is because she's hurt Margot so much, and she says, "I'll do whatever Margot wants." And Margot's first thing she asks of her is that she uses all of the tapes and all of the things that, right. like you know, were, were the problem in the beginning. Right. She says, "Use it. Don't just let it go to waste." Yeah. Who? So when you're reading, when you're reading, uh, that sparked a bunch of stuff. I want to stay grounded. Great. Um, Good. When you're reading this with. Your, what's your friend? Sophie. Sophie. When you're reading this with Sophie in Austin, who do you associate yourself with more? 
of Sheila and Margot slash what elements of Sheila or Margot do you did you find you know what I'm saying like can uh, yeah I do I don't know. I'm trying to like, you know, be like a fish, you know, I ask like an interview question. You're doing great. You're doing, thanks, you're thanks. doing great at you know, interviewing I'm me. doing my best. Um, I don't know that I would say that I, like within the context of their relationship, I think it would be hard to, that's a question I now want to like ask Soph, like do you associate with one over the other? Um, and I don't know that I associate with one over the other. I don't know that I, I feel like in the context of Sophie and my relationship that I'm more Sheila or more Margot. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely components of their relationship that I identify with. Um, yeah. Like just wanting to be, wanting to be around another woman who like makes you feel a certain way or like wanting yeah. to go on adventures or wanting to do a bunch of drugs <laughs> for a couple weeks and then not. Um, and then all of the, I mean, another overlying part of, of her whole book is all of this like sex and like her sexuality right. and how right. she wraps up her sexuality with both her like ex-husband right. um and like wrapping up that relationship and jumping into this this like best friend female relationship and right. then also her sexual relationship with uh what's his name israel, israel that's right um and like how just how she like finds her sexuality, how she finds her humili humiliation, humiliation, yeah, is the word, um, with him, and like really tries to like dive into that, uh, and the ways that she like makes connections between her self worth and like what he's asking of her sexually, yeah, um. So I guess, like, there's there's components of, like, like, I think about sexuality a lot. I think about, like, women's sexuality, women's orgasm, women's pleasure right. a lot. Right. And so, like, reading this book, she doesn't necessarily talk about those aspects when she's talking about Israel. She talks more about, like, the humiliation that's wrapped up in it and the things right. that she's asking her that's wrapped up in it. And there's components of my life yeah. uh, that I can, like absolutely like think about and like okay and like i don't know i don't know exactly you don't you don't want to go no no i got I, I feel like i was yeah i don't want to cut you off but i feel like we should get get into that more like you so you are you saying that um because it's interesting because this that kind of ties a little bit into the uh the argonauts a little bit too because um i I don't know how fresh it is in your head, and it's not that fresh in my head, mm -hmm. but I was, uh, well, like, uh, so Argonauts, Maggie Nelson, <clears throat> they're both similar in that they're, um, I guess, like, technically, like, stylized memoirs, you know what I mean? Like, they're actually about their life, but... Maggie Nelson has a whole thing where she calls like auto theory. It's like half autobiography, half theory, because you know, you know what I'm saying. But then, but then Maggie, but then Sheila Hetty is like more stylized and like a fictional. But there's also theory stuff in here, and not theory stuff, but there's like Nietzsche stuff and little parables and the whole religious element. But um, but it was interesting. I was re-listening to uh, <laughs> the the book the bookworm this podcast with Maggie Nelson, which is the first thing that I heard of Maggie Nelson which got me onto her in the first place. I had no idea who she was. I was listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. I was going through listening to a bunch of them. And 
at that point, anything... It's interesting now, you're saying rereading something, you know? Um, and it was, like, different the second time, or... Um, going back to both of these, the second time around, I could kind of, like, look at what the story was way more clearly and, like, have elements that, like, would rub me in a weird way or I just, like, wouldn't really fuck with these characters or anything. But at the time, I was first discovering these these kind of, these kind of ways of writing where you're just going in about your real life and you're not... And so, like, I was just eating it up, you know what I mean? And I was at a time when I was, like, at the height of my, like, fake wokeness. So, like, anything that was, like, you know what I'm saying, you know, like, like feminist or, like, you know, about some trans shit. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, you know? But now I'm just like, hmm, it's complicated. Uh, but, um... When you say fake woke, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, it's, like, it's a little bit like performing, performing your downness with, like, the, the new, the new... Like the new, the, thing. the new thing, you know, yeah. the new like, you know, trendy, trendy cause, you know, whatever. That I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like deliberately like trying, whatever, <laughs> sounding like a little bit like, uh, insti- instigating or something like that. But, um, so, so basically, I'm listening to this. I'm, I'm gonna try to get back to where I was talking. So I was listening to this, this podcast with this guy, Michael, Michael Silverblatt, and he's talking about this this because I feel like both Sheila Hetty and Maggie Nelson have an element of like there's something about because on the there's something about being kind of uh, taken or you, you said you know Sheila Hetty is humiliated by Israel but you know like the first book of the Argonauts is like I can't even remember what it is the first line is like because she's she's with a a, 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 a a person, Harry, her partner Harry, uh, was born with uh, female genitalia, right? And then is transitioning and has been taking tea. And they have a kid together with different sperm. Um, but the first line is like, that's something about like when you fuck me in the ass in the shower or something like that, right? You're like, but it's like, it's like, it's like this jarring feminism that's sort of like, I'm strong, I'm myself. But I have things that I, I, I like that, like, you don't understand. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's, like, a really interesting, de- delicate balance, especially with, like, all the sexual assault stuff going on now, too. Because, like, Michael Silverblatt's, like, this old white dude who's the interviewer, right? He's, like, he's talking about how... Am I rambling too long? No, no, no. Keep he's on. talking about how, like, um, as a step-parent, sometimes, like, a kid is beating a, the older brother. He, he, he's got a... He, they, got, they got their own kid, and then they got the stepson, Right? in Argonauts and the older brother's like like grabbing the kid and like and like like holding him down and stuff and you're like as a parent you're like no stop 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 but then the kid's like no he likes when I do that and then and then and then she just laughs and she's like yeah that's that's kind of a that's kind of the big joke that's a bummer because this echoes her sexual preferences and she's like and she's like you know, there's something she and she goes and she's like she's kind of like yeah. Well, there's there's something you know with Harry. It's like he gives me he allows me to explore my sexuality and he does things for me. Um, I guess it's a he, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That 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 I can't I can't get from from men or other people in a way that other people don't understand. And Michael and Michael Silverblatt's like, oh well, isn't that isn't that wonderful? Like, and he's like he's kind of like he's like you know because it's weird because when you're a kid. You're told like not to be rough with people, right? Because all the but then 
it's actually more complicated, huh? Like, you know, he's like, wait a minute. Why didn't I get this memo? You know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, you got like, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking about this in the context of like rap right now or something, or even like this whole thing with like, and you, you know, it's just a lot of like gnarly sexual assault stuff going on right now too in culture, you know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, so like men are in this, there's like this element of like, you know, it's like you want, you know, it's like in a way, maybe you read the Israel sections of Sheila Hetty and there's something, and Beth was like, yeah, there's something kind of like, yeah, it's gnarly and it's gross, but there's something kind of like, like hot about it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But then it's like, but then it's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just crazy. I don't know. It almost seems like a little bit of like a, like a power play, like a reverse power play because we've like hit a point where like, I don't know, it's almost like. Yeah, yeah, and anyway, I, I'm not gonna try no, to no, sum no. it all I up. Mean, Those are some things I was thinking about. Absolutely, what do you, what do you think about absolutely. That? And I think, well, a couple of different things sort of come, came into my head at the same time. But um, so, so the humiliation like that she goes through with Israel, which is like just different. He wants her to perform these different acts, right? He wants her to write this. He wants her to write a letter to him as if she was a was at camp, was at a right. was camper. And write a letter home to him. It's like some schoolgirl shit. And as she's doing this, he wants her to be wearing a miniskirt out in a public place, like a bar or something, right. or like a cafe, right. and to not be wearing underwear, right. and to be like very nonchalantly showing her cunt to. This is literally like what he asks, like showing her cunt man. to an old man <laughs> yeah. that is also sitting at the cafe. Right. And so, and like, there's ways that she like almost performs these acts, right? There's another one that's like sort of similar, and she gets to a point where, because at first she's like really into it, you know, she she likes not even until she likes him, but she's very attracted to him, right. and she enjoys the sexual encounters that they have for the first little bit, and then she just starts to get like more and more turned away from it, and I think it's mostly just her coming into like who she wants to be and in, in a lot of ways like sexual relationships like that can become tiresome right so because she's discovering like, it through that yeah right um and so the humiliation part of it that she finds is she gets to the point i literally just read this right before you showed up she gets to the point where she realizes that he's always going to be asking her for more and more things he's right. always going to be wanting more from her and she's not really interested in that anymore and maybe it's just because she realizes that she's not actually interested in being with him or that she like is just ready to move on from her life or she has more clarity in terms of what she's wanting out of her friendship with Margo and so she doesn't need Israel in the same way who knows I mean who knows what's going on but she decides that she's no longer interested in being with him and she realizes the only way to get him to stop hanging out with her or Mm -hmm. like emailing her is to humiliate herself so much that he's humiliated as well and so she like does this Uh um and in case somebody wants to read the book i'm not gonna say why or how but she like does this humiliating act that eventually like just gets him to leave he even like as he's leaving the house leaves a quarter behind yeah it's very sus and I mean, right? So it's like, is he paying her? Is he just like, fuck this, like, bye forever? Here's, saying you're here's prostitute. twenty. Here's yeah, you're a prostitute. Cents. Here's twenty five cents. Like, yeah. just so many components of it that are just so weird and bizarre. 
but anyway, so I, that's that's yeah. That, it's that's like, sort of a that's sort of a weird peak of the book, huh? It is. That, that's a that's almost like the freeing point where sometimes you are trying to get out of some shit. You actually, it's not about talking. But you actually have to make yourself really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, then there's so much ugliness in this book. Like they have this ugly, ugly painting competition, and like yeah. the way that their relationship, like her and Margot's relationship at time, is super ugly. And just there's there is a lot of it's not it's not a beautiful to read book. And in that in that sense, it's it is different to read it for a second time because there's so many lines in the book that I like and that I've highlighted and that I like to reread. Yeah. And I like the things like the conclusions she comes to at a lot of the end of, of end of the chapters. But yeah. the story is it's kind of brutal. Oh, it's very brutal. I don't know yeah. that I would want to relive that if it right. was my life. Right. The first time you're reading it, it's so brutal and shocking. That you're kind of like in a trance. Uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're sucked like, in. What What's going to happen? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, I want to get... Um, go ahead. I was going to say, it's interesting. So the Argonauts, right? You were yeah. saying that she starts out by talking about this sex scene where she's being fucked in the shower or something or yep. fucked in the eye. I can't remember honestly right. I can't remember um, and that's also similar to how Sheila starts off this book which is why I think I read the first chapter of Sophie and that's why we started reading it out loud to each other because I just like got her so hooked on it because right. um, the first thing she talks about is she's giving a blowjob to her partner right. and uh, she doesn't say who it is could be a boyfriend or her husband or Israel or who knows um, she's giving a blowjob to him and she throws up on his cock and she just like continues she like swallows it and continues to give a blowjob and then he pulls her up and he kisses her and it's like that's how she starts off the book right, right. is like this disgusting thing that's also like maybe fairly common for a lot of women or men that give blowjobs and like also is this like real life thing that's happening that's also funny and like I don't know. Well, it's also so. funny because the way she says it, if I remember correctly, is like, back then we used to have like geniuses and like, but or like and like artists, like, but now we have blowjob artists. That's right. Like we have the our generation has the best blowjob artists in history. Yep. Like, like you just like. You don't I'm even so have to be good, good at, at anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. And then, so what is that? What is that? Like, that's definitely like that wave is like. I mean. I don't know. I don't want to try to, like, contextualize it in, like, waves of... That's kind of annoying thing to do. That's, like, a critic thing to do. But, um... But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that type of... That type of, like... Jarring... Like, fe feminine... Like, wait a minute! You're not supposed to be talking like that! But this is interesting! Like, right? Is that is that kind of what it is? Well, right. But then how far, like... how far does that go? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that... I think that more and more women are interested in other women's experiences of sex. Because I think that... I think interesting. That they're, like, interesting and important and important to talk about. And for yeah. a long time, I don't think that... Still, still people don't necessarily talk about uh, sex openly and honestly and about, like, pleasure and what that feels like and... 
you know, who has access to pleasure and all sorts of different things. Yeah. Um, and I think more and more women are coming into their, like, 20s and saying, like, wait a minute, I don't need to just, like, think of my body as X, Y, and Z thing. I can think of it as a whole, you know, other thing. Or Right. Yeah. So just, it, I think that's why her, that's why we're drawn to other women talking about these embarrassing or you know whatever beautiful sex scenes because they're they're fun they're like lived experiences and it gives us a window into somebody else's life yeah for sure no that that's absolutely that's absolutely i think i think that's i think that's 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 kind of like the answer i had to my sort of like indignant like what's the point of that a second ago was also from hearing Sheila Sheila Hetty talk about it um, in different like I feel like I just watch a shitload of her talks and interviews after the first time I read it. Like, Did she? Yeah, and she's 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 she's, she's uh, anyway, but um, I mean she's literally like the interview editor for the magazine The Believer, and she's always interviewing like so she's like good really really good at talking. <laughs> Got it. Um, I didn't know but that. um, but um. Every time people would ask questions about like, all the Israel stuff, you know, you know, like what's like what what is that what do you what is that all about? Like, where you just and then kind of trying to like psychoanalyze it. She's like she kind of like her energy. I think I've said this before, but which is kind of like it's not to be analyzed. It's just like a thing that happened. I did and I felt inclined to do, and then this is how I react to it over time. So it's almost like like she's. I don't know. It's like the point is that we're having this conversation and we're thinking about it. You know, it doesn't have the answer in there, I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's and like, there's some policing that goes into that by saying, why, what was that all about? Why were you with him? Why did you want to be, like, what was that? Why did you want to have sex with him? It, there's a bit of policing in there right. where we are saying, you're a woman, like, you can't, like, you can't just have sex with somebody for pleasure, like, you can't just, like, have sex with somebody because you want to, why were you with him, you shouldn't have been, right, that was bad play on your part, and she's basically saying, like, no, this is not up for negotiation, it's not up for discussion, this is what I did, and this is what I wanted to do at the time, until I didn't want to do it anymore, and then I stopped, and if I decide to have sex with, like, X, Y, and Z, a million other people, that will be great, too. The only thing I'll say about that... Why am I eating apple while I'm podcasting? It is a good apple. Yeah, it's a good apple. The only thing I'll I'll say about that, which is one of the things I was feeling a lot in the uh, second time around with all all this stuff, and like a year later, kind of going back to the stuff. um, And you know, you said uh, some of the characters in in How Should a Person Be were kind of like bad, you know, they're unlikable, right? You said that? And I was like, but then you were saying why... Like, for me, I had that same experience the second time where I was just like, shit. <laughs> I was listening to the audiobook the second time. And there are parts where, like like you said, the parts I remembered, like a couple of things, I was like, oh, wait, wait. And other times, I was just like, shut the fuck up. And she, if you're Eddie, if you're listening to this, I love, this is the third podcast I've done on your book. So, like, you know, I'm not throwing shots. All I'm saying is that. It's gonna sound low-key, a little bit sus, and uh, and uh, this isn't just like, this doesn't define me, but this is an idea. So like, this whole this whole sexual revolution is an American 
it's a it's a it's a it's a privilege it's a privilege it's like so that's that's the thing that's sort of annoying about for, for a little bit is like this sort of like hand wringing that happens when you have a certain degree of comfort in like oh like I have enough money to be an artist and like I have like social clout where I can even like enter the art sphere but like shucks like I don't have all the f- full meaning you know like uh, like I'm gonna you know like there's a privilege behind being able to write a book about how you should be in the world right and it's just or it's just like or it's like why is it like finally now that women are like wait a minute I don't I'm not just like my missus husband miss like you know it's wife of husband right this that that is obviously a lit evolved thing that this 20 uh 21st century probably like 20 through the 20 started in the 20th century american women are experiencing but what what allowed for america to achieve that that degree of affluence in order to be able to not have any concern about reproduction slash I'm, I don't like the way my voice is going it's reproduction bit... or repercussion no, no reproduction literally like expanding your your species okay right. this is going to sound Darwinian and shit but listen listen the reason why that is is because America fucked up and wiped out other species bro you know what i'm saying talk about the native americans this is shit this is getting real this i was thinking all this stuff and i was listening to the argonauts podcast earlier and i was like i was like starting like heart was beating and i was like wait wait, wait hold up this is not what this podcast is gonna be about it's not your opportunity to just rant about some shit it's gonna sound to us later but even like if you think about like even like even like japan or something you know what i mean like they're having like a major like people aren't fucking over there and their population is like dropping you know what i'm saying and like even like i don't know it's like we we live by a specific set of values and america america americans live in a specific set of values and i don't know it's lit that everyone's uh, everyone's like exploring their their uh they have the luxury to explore their like identity in all the different kinds of ways but like i don't know perhaps sometimes it starts to feel a little bit like eugenicist a little bit you know you know well, what i mean by that yeah because it's like okay i'm gonna have like my partner that like in like my upper middle class like sphere that like gives me exact gratifies me for my pleasure in a specific nuanced way that i have and i'm like take the best sperm and like have a kid but like you're also like create solidifying the stratified elements of like the people who are outside of that or people who are in other lower tier countries that we don't have any contact with because the real daddy the real male daddy is the american military bro you know what i'm saying that that's fucking that goes and fucks everybody up so you're not post daddy you're living in the daddy you know what i'm saying under the daddy umbrella hey fuck i'm ranting too much but do you know is that making any sense at all it does i think you've touched on a few different Point. I know it's like it's like too it's like too apparent like where the roots of my bitterness come from. <laughs> I'm sorry, people who know too enough apparent. about my personal life, but, I, but it's just I would interesting. Say, it's just interesting. I would say that you know to to touch on your point of why why are women right now having this sort of like 
revolution, whatever it is, sexual or whatever. And I think, or without having children or whatever it is. And I think that there's like a lot of different ways that that's happening. Some of it is that people can't have children. Some of it is that people are terrified to have children, especially right now. Right. Um, and that's certainly like a way that I feel is like, man, do I really want to bring there? I, I could love anyone. I have enough love to give to anyone. Like, do I really need to bring my own child into the world? No, for sure. When there's so many other children that don't have a home? Like, right. do I need to bring in another white child? I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily feel like I do. I mean, we and don't. So, like, That's the point. Then maybe I'll choose not to have a kid. Right. Or maybe because now I'm sitting, now I have type 1 diabetes. I'm like, yeah, I could have a kid, but like, it would be a lot harder to do so. Maybe I don't even want to put my body through that process. Maybe I don't have the money to do that because of insurance. Maybe I don't. So there's just like so many ways that we're choosing to wait to have children. We're not choosing to wait to have sex in a lot of ways, but we are choosing to wait to have children. And so that just makes it harder and harder for us to do so or to want to do so or whatever it is. Right. And so then you like have this sort of sexual revolution where people are saying, no, I really like... I want to have sex for me and I want to have sex for pleasure and I want to have a partner that values that. <laughs> but that's also a privilege, isn't it? Like, yeah. like that's also a certain, certain kind of person that either wants that or is finding a partner that is also wanting that. So there's just, it's all wrapped up. You're right. Military no. is daddy. <laughs> yeah, military is daddy. Um, no, 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 no. Um, no, I, yeah, I don't. Oh, I'm saying I don't think it's bad. I think I don't think it's bad. Like we should go back to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was better before, but I just think. Oh no, I don't hear you saying it's bad or better. Well, yeah, but I just certainly think, like. I, oh, two. The two things I'm trying to say is like a is like, why is are we in this situation? Why are why are things how they are the way they are? Like, yeah, um, I don't know. How did they get to be this? How, how did, how did, how did, how did, yeah, things think, get to the point where we actually are developing, um, like, there's no, the, 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 the dominance of America on a worldwide scale in terms of, like, or Christian, yeah, like, Christian values. Even if, I don't know. I feel like in a lot of ways we got there through literature. What do you mean? We got there through people like Sheila Hetty writing this book and talking about giving blowjobs. We we got there from people like Maggie Nelson talking about getting fucked in the ass. We got where? We got where? The point where where women are... We got to the point where we're talking about things that before we just weren't talking about because they weren't polite or they weren't, you know, whatever. Right. I, yeah. I Like, you know, it's... Audrey Lord talking about the erotic as power, and so these are all intellectuals who are who are upper middle class intellectuals who are. I'm just saying, how do we get to the point where our like a lot of like I don't know kids of a certain affluence are like their life is like 
growing up in a good situation and then going to like a school and then like getting in like just living comfortably their whole lives and having all this time to explore other stuff it didn't come at no cost it came from like um <laughs> like basically fucking other countries in the ass yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying and how much are you complicit if you're just kind of like going along and like eating off of eating off of all that all the all that blood and then and then like living your life like you're I don't know that's I'm kind of bitter as fuck um well but it's also like who has access to it cause even just like I mean which kids are we talking about are we us. talking about the ones that are us or are we talking about the ones that like don't have access to good education and don't have access to those kids are neither reading this shit or writing it right doesn't doesn't apply to them that's what I'm or saying or talking about how, what it means in the sexual revolution right that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying um, yeah so so then what do, so then what does one do with, with that idea <laughs> how does one be I don't know. I mean, that's that's the only thing. Sometimes when it's like, oh, it's lit. Like you're perpetuating, like, or like you're 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 discovering that it's not as simple. Because I think a lot of this type of feminist writing is a reaction to like um, a sort of earlier wave of like of like women being like, we want the we want the same things as men, right? And then being like, sometimes discovering that it like feels good to be like humiliated or something you're not humiliated but kind of like to play into that polarity yeah i Isn't think that that kind of what... sex is like sex is a complicated thing like the way the things that we're interested in she okay so at one point she talks about um how it would be really hard to to maybe she i forget what what point of view she was taking it from but she was talking about a relationship between an older person, an older man, presumably, and a child. And, yep. like, to be a sexual predator of a child, right? Right. And she this. says it would be really hard to really take that into account because you'd have so much empathy for the adult. Because the they, child would have so much empathy for the adult. Yes. Was, that's, right. That was the child would have so much empathy gnarly. for the adult because... Because the adult can't help it. This is a part of who they are. And they're probably grappling with how hard it is and how shitty it is that they find sexual pleasure from children and how wrong that is in society. And yet, that's still just, like, what they need and they can't help themselves, right? And so she's like, like, that idea, I forget exactly what I was trying to say with this, but, but like, she goes into that. Right. And... Hey, what were you trying to say with that? No, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember. Because I was saying that element, yeah, that element of women, of women. Like, remember, I was saying like, like before, it was just like, it's like that discovery that that thing that seems wrong actually feels. And you're talking about sex, it actually feels good. And that's why. You're talking about how sex is complicated. So sex is complicated, and that's why because there are so many different things that people are interested in. There are things that there are things that some people like and some people don't like to be dominated, to be like whatever, not dominated. <laughs> There's like everybody likes a different thing, and that's okay. And we live in this world where we think it needs to be X, Y, and Z way. 
or it is X, Y, and Z way because that's how it's portrayed to us in television or whatever. The guys on top, the girls underneath. Um, or like the girl gives men blowjobs and the girl does not receive cunnilingus back. Like these are like these ideas that are perpetuated. Uh, and and so there is a way that like we we're taught. I think that that's the moral of the story. Like yeah, we're taught. So not only through books, but through media, through through rap music. How many times do you hear rap music where the guy is talking about, like, some hoe that's gone down on him or, like, whatever? But you don't necessarily hear that much rap music, but you are hearing more and more of it, of women saying, you're going to eat me out. Like, this is what I deserve. This is my pleasure. This is whatever. Yeah, but isn't Sheila, what Sheila Hetty is saying and what Maggie Nelson is saying is, like, a step further than that. Sure, but that's... that, That man who's going against his biological impulse that before, like, that before... That impulse of like the strongest man inseminating the most. Like, I know people like hear this kind of shit and they're like, "Oh, you're an evolutionary." Not. Nah, it's real. Because if you, the, the people who didn't do that aren't fucking here right now. And there are a lot of, you know, we wiped out a lot that didn't procreate in a way and develop weaponry and got murked by the West. You know what I'm saying? They're not here now. Even say that's why. So then that's 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 why. But okay. So so what Sheila Hetty and Maggie Nelson saying is a step beyond that. Where they're saying like when she's Maggie Nelson's writing about Israel, something in you is like, wait a minute. I thought I thought the move was to be like go against my or or whatever. Like be that like you know like that submissive male. Woman. No, like you be that strong. Like you know, like we're gonna subvert the, stuff. No, she's like, nah. This is what I liked in this moment. Yeah. It doesn't define her, but that's what she's like. Same with Maggie Nelson. Right. Nah, I like to be, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dominated or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's like just just a personal thing, and I'm like making too big of a point of it. I'm like conflating it to a larger thing. But. Well, but that's like you know what I mean. So then, so then that's why with like just seeking pleasure and rap. That's what that's why what I'm saying is like the larger umbrella da- daddy idea is like with rap. It's like people don't have. It's like rap is like made made for it's it's the voice of a socioeconomic sphere that doesn't have that yo blow me outlet which is in the economic realm you know what i'm saying just like white dudes who go to that good school and make hella bands in yeah. society that's that's yeah. what that is that's you know what that is that's, that's getting blown you know what i'm saying that's power you know so i don't know i don't know but that's that's why i don't know i don't know if like I mean, honestly, all this shit is just, like, making me, like... Yeah, selfishness is not, asexual, it's not an answer. I swear to God. Well, like, but, okay, so sex aside, because sex is complicated. Yeah, but... I, you yeah, asked, like, you asked, like, how, like, how have we gotten to this point where we're, like, talking about these things and where, like, women are having sex but not for not procreation or whatever, and I think that it's been happening forever, but I think that, you know, to, to your point... <laughs> your book is called Submission. Um, to your point, um, Sheila Hetty 
Maggie Nelson, Audre Lorde, they're intellectuals. So, like, how are we getting, how is this information being spread to people that are not intellectuals, which is most of the people? Uh, and I think that that's through music. That's through, you know, NFL commercials. But the, that's, that's the classic gripe with, like, rap and stuff. It's like, people aren't teaching people to be a certain way. People I, fuck I with think that subconsciously they nah. are. A lot of people are making different kinds of music. Why is everyone like rap? Why is rap the most popular genre right now? Why? Because that shit... That's a good question. The same reason why Sheila Hetty doesn't know why she's fucking with Israel. Like she's talking about all this fucked up shit. Why are you with him? Bruh? I don't know that she's saying she doesn't know why she's with him. I think what she's saying it's not even, it's like, it's not a part of the story. Like, why bother asking that? Well, that's interesting because I feel like... I think she probably knows why she's with him, or at least subconsciously. Like, everybody knows. Like, you make choices because that's what you want in the moment, or that's, like, something that would be nice. She thought she, he was attractive. Like, she wanted to have sex with him because she met him one time, and they flirted a few times, and she thought he was attractive, and she wanted to have sex with him. Like... And there's nothing more or less than that, and there doesn't need to be, and she doesn't owe anybody an explanation as to why... Just like people who fuck with rap music don't owe anybody an explanation. Right, and exactly, I don't think that they do. But I, I do think that music, and right now rap music is a huge genre, and a lot of people listen to it, and a lot of people... It's the same idea of, you know, how should a person be? Well, we're constantly going out in the world and looking and saying... Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I like that. All right, I like that sound. Right. I like the way you dress. I like that shirt. Okay, let me see what else. Constantly. I don't do that. Yeah, okay. I swear. <laughs> I don't look at talk to anybody. There are ways that you take on your world and surroundings and like what you want out of it, and then you make decisions about. I think I do that, but I just it's just directed at me. Like I'm just like just like a narcissist. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It's the same thing. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. But we all want things. We all want things that are going to like make our life easier or make us happier or whatever it is. We want more money. We want more things. We want a bike. We want cool shirts. Whatever. I mean, you can, you can play that game. That's the game that we're taught, you know? But, like, I feel like that's a difference between like, because, like that's whole thing. I'm like, things like, you're just getting like that are like like the difference between like like having sex to like whatever you're talking about like, explore your sexuality or like fucking to procreate is like the difference between like just accumulating wealth like the American like that we're taught that that that's the American mode, just accumulating, stacking, versus like reducing your life to tools, to only things that are use that are useful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That's like my that's. that's but don't you have to try like, so many things in order to figure out what's useful and what's not? No, you you, you, you it, it, when you you when something is you need when you discover that something is useful is when you need to do a thing for your survival and you don't have that thing. It's like, oh, I need that thing now to do the thing. 
But then what is the thing you're doing? That's the bigger question. But if you didn't have that thing, you would figure something wow. out. Yeah. Because we survive. Not everyone survives. Char. <laughs> that's the, that's that's the baseline assumption that makes all this shit whack in my head. Of course we're gonna survive. But that's also like the baseline American assumption, you know. <laughs> Not, you know what I'm saying? That's the American dream that like you'll figure out how to survive. Or I feel like survival is secured, so then now we don't know what to do. So the idea is just like, oh, just stack a bunch. Uh I need stack more. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I guess I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not part of that. I'm not part of that. Stack more what? Stack more things, money. Stack more. Right? What did you call it the other day? Bands. Bands. <laughs> stack more bands. What? Um, you get that? That's what yeah, we're all yeah, doing. I don't know. No, and you're right. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying when you parse through all that bullshit and you start to really think about like why, how I got, like I'm here. I got here. Why am I here now? Because <laughs> like somebody, because my parents got right. like, here. It was like, it was like, it was it's exciting like, for me for, to read something so recent. I don't know. It's like, I feel like, I feel like, like the, the cycle of yeah, it's a, it's a pretty <sighs> procreation, even if, even if it's not yeah. something you do, because like, who wants to bring a kid into this world, like, tangibly, but like, the steps, the things that you're pushed to do in order to think about how you would be a father, how you would be a mother, and what you would need to do with yourself in order to be able to be so okay with yourself that you can give to somebody else, you'll provide for somebody else. That's like the, I feel like that's the only thing that provides like a, a lot, like a higher purpose. That provides the thing you're going towards for which you need the useful thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's why like, when everyone's just like, so detached from that I kind of go like cool and we're so detached from procreating yeah that, that, that from the the realization of like why we are even here in the first place and then do you know what I'm saying and then like and what what and how many people didn't have of different like human types didn't have kids because they got well but I also think thinking about that, genocide a lot <laughs> I also think that we're living in a world right well and, and we're touching this we're living in a world right now where most people aren't procreating like we are but we're waiting for a very specific point in our lives when we will if that makes sense we're waiting until we've gotten married or until we found a partner that we are secure with or maybe we had an unwanted pregnancy and now we're going to have that baby because whatever but we didn't choose it wasn't like you go out say I'm going to have sex right now to make a baby like even then that's complicated right because there's so much like infertility and sterile people and whatever else and so like it's a complicated thing at this point to make a baby I think that more people are thinking about what that's really going to mean, and they're thinking about that. Like, how many bands do I have? Do I have enough money to send my kid to $60,000 worth of college for four years in a row? There is the possibility of...
do I have my good cushy job? And then on top of that, like I certainly don't want a job where I have to sit at a desk for the rest of my life and work for somebody else's paycheck. So like, you know, what does that mean about the way that I can support a child and a family? And that means I'm gonna like really have to work a lot harder at the things that I am going to do in order to make the money, in order to have the support system, in order to do whatever. So stop searching for the island. Like. I'm not going to have one right now. I'm 25. I'm at my most prime. In a lot of ways. My body would love for me to be pregnant right now, biologically speaking. Me too, dude. I I fucking... (laughs) Yeah. No, and it's real. And it's like, like being a person with a body that feels horny, especially when I'm ovulating. Like, that's a real thing. Okay. So, right. I'm not saying that, like, everyone should start procreating, but... Okay, so let's... We're getting too theoretical. Okay, so, like, so you... Chill, yeah, well, yeah, what the fuck are we talking about? Is this a book podcast? What kind of podcast is this? This is a rant about history and the Native American... Okay. You work with kids. You fuck with kids. I don't fuck with them, but I do work with them, yes. You, you like... You, you, you are... You have... A maternal instinct. Yeah. So, so, but you also aren't really, you aren't really fucking with all of my, <laughs> my subliminal shutdowns of female liberation and in the name of going back to, <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all, but it, it could sound like that. Um, but yeah, so, so what, what, what do you, so you're saying you don't, you don't, you don't want to have kids? I Are you trying to have some kids right now? Yeah. You want to make a baby? I have always... I have always wanted to have children. Right. I am sure that in my future I will have children. Yeah. I am not sure that those children will be my biological children. You just like children. I just like children. Yeah, it's different. I just, it's different. I just like... See, that's the thing. It's so different what it means for men and women, I feel like. Yes. Well, not necessarily, because I have a partner right now who is also interested in not having his own children for his own reasons. Um, So I think that that has a lot to do. I think it has a lot to do with people that, like, have different sorts of whatever body issues, mind issues, ability issues, whatever it is. Like, there's a lot of different reasons that you might choose not to have a child, including that our government is fucked up and climate change is like killing things and like whatever um so it's not that yes i i think that like children are great do i want to have them right now at age 25 when i really don't plan on being married for at least another five years of my life no do i want to have them while i'm like trying to figure out what my job is going to be and how i'm going to make money and how i'm going to make meaning in the world no for sure but will I have them eventually? Absolutely. Yeah. Am I excited for my sister to have her own baby? Absolutely. That's what's up. Thrilled. So, I think that, yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm asking you about that. That's okay. Well, I guess I mean, the only reason why I said it's, like, different for men, men and women is because, like, I was talking to... I was talking to... Can I say something? Yeah, I was talking to my... My mother. <laughs> 
yesterday. And uh, your voice got a lot quieter when you. Well, I was just, you know, it's like, well, no, no, it's not. I wasn't not wanting to say that. I was thinking about the things I was going to say yeah, next, yeah. and whether I want to like blow people up or not. But yeah. it's just interesting. I guess we we're, uh, you know, looking at just different. Uh, I just like there seems to be like a, a trend, or my mom was talking about how there's like. Like looking at my sibling situation and stuff, got two sisters, and then it's like, like I feel like there's a lot that I've seen, or maybe, maybe this isn't everybody, but just my mom was talking about how it seems to be like today. It's like, like the women have their shit together, and and uh, like basically, and, you don't. and the men. And the men, like, okay, the women, just like, you know, like, how much, like, women are, what, like, I, I don't know any percentages, but I just feel like, like, now it's like, you know, like, before, like, women wouldn't work and stuff or whatever, like, when my mom was growing up in Japan or whatever, you know, but then, and then they relied on men for, like, money, and then, right, this is, this is not, I'm not saying anything new, right, but then now it's like, women can make their own money, <laughs> and... They also are the ones with the reproductive faculties. So, like, what the fuck are men here for? And we don't even need to have more species, people, you know, kids. So, what the fuck? So, 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 yeah, like, what the fuck is the purpose of men? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's why, like, I feel like a lot of, like, or maybe, I don't know, I'm, not, I'm just trying to speak for everybody, but in my limited reference sphere, uh, it's like a, there's, like, sort of, like, a lot of men who are just, like, um, yeah, like, are kind of, like, lost, you know what I mean? It's like, um, okay, I could, like, try to enter the, you know, climb some, some sphere in, in the workforce or something and buy myself a, a lit car, so then, like, oh, but it's, like, this weird thing where it's, like, this kind of, like, and you, okay, the reason why it doesn't just apply to my world is because this whole energy and culture of, like, uh, kind of like old bitter men being like, I don't like where this. Is. I mean, just political stuff. You know what I mean? I don't like where this is going. Or you know, you got you know like this kind of like reverse. Because I feel like the energy there is like that feeling of like what the fuck. You know, the sense of like powerlessness that was sort of like granted before. So that almost seems like the challenge dealing with that impulse, and then how to ta how to approach it where it's like. Because it's like, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, I don't want to just be like, uh, you know, like that quintessential power, power grabbing man and like go fuck some shit up and just try to flex on people. But to some degree, like what these both these books are saying is like, that is also like to some like to like what what women like Michael Silverblatt he's like wait a minute I don't know you had to be rough with I don't know I thought you weren't supposed to you know what I thought you know it's like it's more it's complicated it's not just like um you know it's like I see men can be like oh I see through how in the past like we America's bad like we committed all these things because of the patriarchy so I'm going against the patriarchy I'm gonna renounce all this shit and like be be a woke man be a woke man that's here for everybody like nah that's not what will make you be okay with yourself or what women 
are, I hate to say it, like attracted to. You know what I'm saying? Like whether they know it or not. But then, you, you know what I mean? So it's like complicated. I don't know. It's complicated. So that's why I'm like, maybe like. Well, some women would be attracted <clears throat> to it. Yeah, for sure. Some people are attracted, like, everybody's attracted to something. Right? Yeah, but no one's attracted to some, somebody's not a shit together, you know? Because then then you're like, it's like Margot and, and Sheila, like, leaning on each other, like, and then they have to realize that they have to, like, become, be themselves, and then they can, you know, right? Or something like that? Well, again, I would say that, I would say that it depends on who the person is. Somebody could very easily like not have their shit together and be attracted to somebody else that doesn't have their shit together because that's comforting. Where you know it's the same with this guy He's saying like I didn't know you could be rough. Like well yeah you can be, but you also have to talk to your partner about what your partner enjoys and what your partner likes. And if they don't like that, then no you can't be rough with them in that way. Like unless you've come to some sort of agreement that you can be. So I think that it's all dependent. I think yeah. that, you know, not everybody wants the same things and not everybody is capable of the same things. And that's why, like, there's room for growth. There's room for figuring out how you should be and how everybody else is and what aspects of those people or those things that you like and what aspects you don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's ways to, like, like sta- yeah. go into a sexual experience and say, I'm open to learning what about this I like and what about this I don't. And you have your safe word or whatever, and you figure out if you enjoy that, and if you don't, you talk about it, or you just never see that person again or whatever. Yeah, but that's just, like, that's just hedonism. I don't give a fuck about that. You know what I mean, though? Like, that's not going to make it great. Like, you get your nut in a unique way that's not going to, like solve the problem of like why how you go to sleep at night or like what you do in the morning right but it might i mean if we're if we're finding people that we are connecting with and supported by and like having these conversations with if we're requiring more from the conversations we're having if we're requiring more from the partnerships that we're in if we're requiring more from the books that we're reading and the music that we're listening to and the government that we're a part of then that's how you build change. That's how you decide over time, X, Y, and Z thing. Yeah. I think Maybe it's different. All... I think it's different when you don't have the possibility of being that that like harasser or like suspect. Like you don't have the possibility of someone being like you did something and I couldn't stop you. Like, I have that, like, like a certain type of hormonal makeup and gender makeup has that possibility. You're you know saying, saying, like, you, like, a male-bodied person could rape a female-bodied person and it would be seen as more legitimate than a female-bodied person raping a male-bodied person? Well, obviously, but that's the extreme. I'm saying it, hap- it manifests in more subtle ways, more subtle ways of, of because of how we've been taught, like, just, like, yeah. harassment. Like, how Sheila got got Israel to stop talking to him, right? Her, right? But it's like, but like, if you're, if you're in that, in Israel's position, but then you come to the understanding of that, but, but Sheila, but like, sometimes, yeah, I don't know, it's like. Sheila couldn't just say to Israel, I exactly. don't want to see you Sheila anymore. couldn't say that. Yeah. That's a problem. That is, That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. She had to humiliate herself 
to the point that she was humiliating him so that he would never want to see her again instead of being able to say, please never email me again. I do not want to see you. Right. 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 Why? Because she relied... I don't know. But then also, on the, on the flip side of that, maybe the reason why, like, the idea of, like, sexual exploration as, like, an end to strive for, for me, is, like, not compelling is because it's, like... Or it's, like, it's just, like, there's a lot of different ways that, like, your libidinous energy, one's libidinous energy can be manifested. Do you know what I'm saying? And... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So how should a person be, huh? How should a person be? What should we want in this life? <laughs> right now I'm just fucking... I'm fucking the... <laughs> fucking the delivery game up, you know what I'm saying? When I get a little... Get a little... Get a little harassy, I just... I just hit the... <laughs> just make sure everyone gets there. Everybody's got to get their food. Everyone gets their Panda Express in a timely fashion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hot and piping still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but for a long time, you didn't do that. For a long time, you, like, didn't have a steady source of income. You were just what sort of, like, living off of... When you first moved into Babe House, you were just, like, living off your stuff. Yeah, it's because I... Because you stacked. worked super hard. <laughs> yeah. Stacked cash, I know. But now you're not, and, like, that's how you are being right now, and, like... Same with me. Like right now, I'm living off of a bunch of savings because I like don't. Right, have but a that's job. what I'm saying. See, that's I, that's what I'm saying. Like now, I'm like realizing that like when you have that survival impulse, and then it doesn't become this like I don't know what I'm doing. It it becomes things. Everything is a tool. Everything is something that needs to be used, which sounds like sus, whatever. But it, it like it goes in both ways. Like I don't know. Like. And then, but then that, that seems like also, yeah, that, that, that's like a microcosm of like a lot of people who are like writing is like this sort of like depression and malaise that comes from like not having that survival impulse, you know? And maybe that's why like rap music is really popular because... I don't know. People are like just like hella hungry. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And this is the podcast about why rap and music this is, is why rap music. Why rap music is lit. Um, yeah, that's yeah. real though. That's real though. That's real though. Like, but it's also um, not a bad position to be in where you have that luxury to kind of like, you know, what I'm saying like all that time where I like had stacked and then I was like paying no rent, living in a closet. Or like in the in the whip, it was like kind of like anxiety. I had to like anxiety, you know, you have that anxiety. Like, what am I doing? But then you're also you're also like, that's a pretty unique position yeah. for humans to be in, where it's not like every time the spring comes, you got to grind your ass off. So hopefully you have enough fucking grains to get through the winter. Right. That's like this is new. That's new, and that's why we're fucking evolving. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. Well, I don't know how new it is, though. Think about, like, how how much farmers had to, like, put into their crops so that they would survive through the winter. Like now, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, right. but, in, but the, the, in the past, like... That's what I'm... You know, when, when a job was that you worked for a certain season, like my mom's farm. Yeah, they work for there. They work for a certain season, and then they hope to God that they've made enough money to make it through the rest of Doesn't the that prove my point? Winter. That it's super new? Like, your parents weren't even on that. Weren't like, even on what? 
the, being in a position where you have enough security for like stretches to like be able to just like twiddle your thumbs and contemplate like what's good like you know what I'm saying yeah I mean the twiddling your thumbs and contemplating what's good is a different aspect of it but I'm I'm still arguing the opposite that that people have been doing that for a long time that people have been like preserving what they have whether it's like food so that it lasts through the winter so that you still have tomato sauce in January so that you still have bread like like we've been preserving things in order to last through the hard times forever that's why we have savings accounts yeah that's it right that's that's so it's not necessarily new but like the way I'm saying I'm saying what's new is the opposite is this type of luxury the luxury of just yeah not yeah. writing your play and why and why are you and... why are you stacking so heavily why is yeah. every first generation person who comes to america stacking so heavily yeah. for their kids yeah. for their kids that they're you know what i'm saying well and for their health insurance and for their right but like family like i don't know family's dead family's dead <laughs> family's dead family's dead no god was dead kids. now family's dead oh, well okay, at least we well, got a bunch of cool haircuts sure. <laughs> Um, lit. Damn, we went in. How you feeling? Feeling good. Just ended on families. I think that's good. Families, families are dead. Any last words for the people? Just love your neighbor. Love your neighbor.